the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Hello, welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and you are listening to episode 35 of our podcast. As always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Wednesday? Uh, I feel like Kanye West through the through the wire, man. I got my wisdom teeth out. So, yeah, don't recommend that. If you're listening to this podcast and you got them, keep them because this shit sucks. <laughs> so you're you're two days in. Uh, you're doing all right. Two days hopefully in. just yeah. Hopefully just like through the wire, we come out with a, an epic record here. Come out with some wins. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe some platinum records. See what we can do. Hey, uh, I like excited it. Excited about excited <laughs> about week thirteen. Our week twelve bets were pretty damn good. So hopefully we can keep this track rolling. Seems like as we've gotten later in the season, more information we've gathered, uh, starting to put together a winning record. So let's keep it going for yes, week thirteen. Uh, before we get to the week thirteen lines, let's go through some champions round business. We have three different seven six contests that are live right now. All of them are open. Go ahead. There's a bunch of really, really great giveaways going along with those seven six if you're able to finish within the top three to five. So go ahead and check those out. Download the Champions Round app today. Also, for the Gambling with Gold podcast, we are giving away a bunch of bear stuff. Uh key phrase, the bears. Uh so go ahead. Uh bears. Duh, Bears. All you have to do is DM us Instagram or Twitter with that phrase, and you are automatically eligible. We will spin for that later in the week. Uh, excited to give that one away. So let's start off with Thursday Night Football. Dallas at New Orleans. Bet MGM right now. Dallas minus 4.5, over under 47.5. In terms of the ticket count, 66% of the bets and 41% of the money is on the Cowboys at minus 4.5. This opened at 6. I already bet the Saints at 6. Uh, this was mostly out of a precaution of I didn't know how many people were going to be out for Dallas. This line could have swinged out a lot with how much coverage is coming out of there. Um, didn't bet the over-under here, but did look like I got a little bit of line value with a point and a half. Uh, Taysom Hill is going to be starting for the Saints. Any read on this game early? Yeah, I, I was with you, man. I took this one at a plus six for the Saints, so feeling pretty good. Um, but I was still taking it at four and a half, man. Um, I think that the the Saints, they have a pretty good track record against the Dallas Cowboys here. Um, the under actually is nine and two in these in the last 11 games against with these two teams. And uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling the Saints here. It's a it's a short week. Alvin Kamara should be back. Taysom Hill. I, I think that this is just going to be a more dynamic offense in terms of their commitment to the run. Uh, this is the way you beat Dallas is you just try to keep them off the field. And uh, I think this rushing attack with Taysom Hill leading them is going to give them a different a different look that Dallas has not been expected out this year. Like it's way better. It's way easier to game plan against Trevor Simeon than it is Taysom Hill. So um, I like the Saints here, four and a half. Yeah, so obviously I like them at six. I don't know if I'll bet them again at four and a half, but given the way that the Cowboys have looked and all of their COVID issues and the fact that CeeDee Lamb's going to come back, I'm guessing he's going to be a little bit rusty. Uh, Amari Cooper looks like he's going to play, but limited participant in practice. So we don't know what's going to go on there. Zeke, right. they say he's going to play a full game, but it looks like more of a power game. I don't know if that makes much of a difference to the overall line here. Taysom Hill, give the fact that how bad they've looked with Simeon over the last couple of weeks. No Camara obviously hurts too. 
I think the fact that Ingram may play, Kamara may play, and you got Hill, seems like they're going to run the crap out of the ball, which makes me think that this over-under 47.5, this looks like an under game to me all the way. Just run the game off the clock. Seems like if Dallas is limited on the outside, maybe they just give it to Pollard. A lot of running all over the place in this one. Kind of like the under 47.5. That might actually be the one that I put on the board uh, right now. Yeah, Saints are still number one in rush DVOA this season. So despite getting torched over the last three games for 143 rush yards, um, I still think that the the Cowboys are going to have a tough job running against the uh, running against the Saints front at home, short week, inspired with the whole Taysom Hill. I mean, how do you – I feel like you got to rally around a guy that just got paid crazy amount of money to be their quarterback with all these contingency plans, but like, I feel like this is the moment they've been waiting for here. And like the Saints are still very well in the playoff picture. So they can sneak out a win here. Uh, it could definitely shake up the uh, the NFC a little bit. Yep. All right. So we're on the same page here. All right. Let's go to the next one. We have Tampa Bay at Atlanta currently, but MGM. Tampa Bay minus 10 and a half over under a 50. Uh, 53% of the bets, 42% of the money on Tampa Bay in this situation. So Tampa Bay looked good last week. That was my best bet. They barely pulled it out. Fournette, thank you, Lord, for sprinting into the end zone at the end there. That looked like a push all damn day. So happy that one came through for me. The Falcons got a win against Jacksonville. That's not saying much. You and I could beat Jacksonville at this point. Uh, Tampa Bay absolutely destroyed the Falcons earlier in the season. Put up a mid-40 burger on them. Uh, do you think that's going to happen again, or do you think the Falcons could be a little bit feisty in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson is just the game changer for the Falcons. When he plays, they just look a lot better. But uh, part of me is still like, you know, the NFC, this NFC South division is pretty much the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to own. They're coming off a tough matchup last week, still pulled it out. We heard Antonio Brown is still going to miss a couple more games, but I don't think that's going to matter. This Falcons defense cannot stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's a lot of points. Um, Likely going to be a stay away for me, but gun to my head. I got to ride with Tom Brady here because I don't, I haven't seen enough out of them. The Falcons offense, particularly Matt Ryan, that gives me a lot of confidence that they can cover 10 points, 10 and a half points. Yeah. I'm, I know that I'm supposed to take Atlanta here plus 10 and a half at home. I mean, that's a divisional dog. That's a perfect spot here. Tampa Bay yeah. off of two, two great performances. That's what you're supposed to do. But just like last year, Tampa Bay gets cooking. Don't get in their way. So I agree with you. This is probably a stay away. Uh, I like Tampa Bay a little bit on this side. Maybe I feel like 55-45 here. But yeah, definitely stay away. I'm really tempted to bet this over, over 50. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay's offense could just absolutely murder in this game again. So they put up, you know, 35. Are you asking Atlanta to put up 17? We saw Tampa Bay's defense last week. I mean, Carson Wentz destroyed them in the first half. I'm not saying that Matt Ryan has the pieces that yeah. Carson Wentz has, and they don't have to worry about a guy like Jonathan Taylor, but they could get 17 on this team. Come on. They, I, I, I'm i going to take the over. Small, small unit, but I'll take the over 50 here. Uh, I think that's fair. I don't think that the Tampa – I mean, the Tampa Bay defense can certainly be scored upon. I mean, Carson Wentz has actually been surprisingly one of the better quarterbacks this season, but – that being said, I mean, I think Matt Ryan could still do a little something against this defense. But, yeah, more banking on Tampa Bay to put points on the board than Atlanta here. Well, first half Carson Wentz versus second half Carson Wentz were a lot different in that situation. And trying to fade against Carson Wentz having a yeah. bad game in a big spot, I made yeah. quite a bit of money doing that last week. So I'm happy about <laughs> that. 
All right. Uh, Arizona at Chicago. Arizona minus seven and a half. Over under 45 right now. The uh, ticket count on this game, 78% of the 78, 78% of the bets and 96% of the money is on the Cardinals. We know the teams the bias here have been absolutely dreadful. And unders have been hitting at a wicked rate also with teams coming off a of bias. So look for that with Arizona and Kansas City this week. Chicago, I don't know who's starting a quarterback. My hunch, I guess, is that it's going to be Dalton going. Kyler's definitely going to be back. D-Hop, definitely going to be back. I assume that they're going to be rusty. We've seen quarterbacks come back from injuries all year long and look really, really terrible. And they're coming off of a bye. This seems like a real sleepy spot for the Cardinals at Chicago. Maybe they're just going to be like, all right, let's throw out our Ferrari. We got Kyler back. Let him do his thing. I think it's going to take a couple weeks for them to get back into sync. So uh, I'm leaning towards Chicago seven and a half and the under 45 and a half in this one. Yeah, for me, this is probably one of the, uh, this is tough. I might, I might actually te- use this as a teaser piece because Makes Arizona it's, it's it's for much of what you just said. I don't like the way that quarterbacks this season have looked coming off of injury. Kyler has been on the brink of playing for the last two or three weeks, it seems. Uh, but with this bye week, um, you would think that they're going to have everything clicking, but I don't know. Something feels like it's going to be a, a miss there. So, you know, traveling on the road, the Cardinals are 6-0 and against the spread on the road. But, yeah, I, I feel a lot more comfortable taking this at minus one and a half, tease it down. Um, and then that way you're not having to worry about, you know, some backdoor cover of Andy Dalton doing some bullshit, uh, throwing to Darnell Don- Mooney to just totally ruin your uh, your card or your slate for the weekend. Yeah, I, I I agree with that point. It's a perfect teaser spot. Seven and a half to one and a half makes a ton of sense, especially if this comes down to seven and you get it at one. Love it even more. Um, I do have some concerns that this could be a Chicago money line game. I just don't know how the oh. team is going to look back. I'm not saying that I'm going to bet it. I'm not saying it's the right decision. All the money we're entering, me off. we're entering gross territory here, buddy. Oh, uh, kids be throwing out bears money lines out here on a on a Tuesday. Or a that Wednesday. is a. I don't remember what that day is a. Is. That's the. Bike. That is a pink. That is a pinky toe into the grossness. <laughs> Just a pinky toe. You know, maybe if I if I end up throwing twenty five dollars or fifty dollars on that, whatever. Uh, I just think it's a spot that Arizona could be super flat, but that ticket count of seventy eight percent of the bets, ninety six percent of the money scares me off significantly. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'll probably stay away from that. But you know, Sunday morning, this brain. Tends to go off script a little bit. It's a little, uh, I get a little Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson uh, thing going on. I just go, Ooh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, next game, Chargers plus three at the Bengals over under 50 and a half. Ticket count on that one. 26% of the best, 42% of the money on the Chargers. Chargers coming off of a bad loss to the Broncos. One that we called last week. We both like Denver in that one. Uh, Bengals absolutely smash the Steelers again. Might just be a great matchup for them. My hunch and lean initially, I already bet this Chargers. I saw three and a half on the board, so I took that. Seems like a full goal game either way. Lean a little bit towards the under. Chargers usually play under games, but wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a shootout like the uh, Chargers-Browns uh, game was a couple weeks back. Chargers, surprisingly, I've talked about how they haven't had a lot of depth of target on their passes, but since the bye, even though they're only two and three, second in EPA per play on offense. Uh, kind of shocking to me. Um, what do you think about the Chargers in this one, or are you leaning towards the Bengals? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you got the right number here at three and a half. Getting that hook is huge. Um, I don't really like it at three for the Chargers here. Um, I do think it's going to be a field goal game just by the way the Chargers have been playing. Um, certainly a tale of two halves of the season here for them. Um, we've seen the Chargers definitely struggle over the last couple of weeks, uh, just go, being inconsistent. Um, so for me, yeah, I, this is a stay away game for me just because I don't like the number. But I do like the under in this game. The last, I think the under six and oh in their last six meetings um, between these two teams. And, you know, just the way that we've seen the Bengals, you know, the way that they showed up against the Steelers, their defense actually played pretty well. Um, I could see them keeping uh, Herbert at bay here and maybe seeing a little bit more in the trenches here, relying on Austin Eckler um, and not being able to break down a lot of uh, downfield passes. So, yeah, I think I'm trending toward under here. Yep, um, that was definitely my initial lean too. Uh, I probably will end up playing a Chargers money line in this game. I just think that as a field goal game, either way, as a flip and getting plus money on this, I think it's worth it. I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to come through, but I think there's probably decent value in doing so. All right, next one, Vikings minus seven at Detroit, over under 46, tick account on this one, 79% of the money and 60, sorry, 79% bet, 65% of the money is on the Vikings in this one. Uh Lions, feisty-ish, bad offense, terrible offense, but their defense has been playing a little bit better. Uh, Vikings coming off of a bad loss to the 49ers. Kirk Cousins doesn't know where his center is. Uh, Their defense did not play well against that San Francisco team that is coming on of late. The offense is still doing things, but I don't know if I can trust them in this divisional matchup. Yeah, the, uh, the Lions, man, as bad as they are, they're covering, you know, they're, they're seven and four against the spread three and two against the spread at home. I'm ready to get gross. And without Deandre Swift, I have no idea what this is going to look like, but I feel like Minnesota should be favored by more. The fact that they're not, give me the Detroit lions here, man. Uh, Somehow Jared Goff, Josh Reynolds, uh, (laughs) St. Brown. Like I don't, all the bums are going to come out and, and relatively keep this close. I mean, without Dalvin Cook there, Alexander Madison's definitely a solid backup running back, but I'm not completely sold that they can't keep it within seven points within a divisional matchup. So uh, with Mi- Minnesota's season definitely on the fringe right now, give me the Detroit Lions, man. I think they're going to cover this. So I really, really want to, and I kind of already did, Vikings as a teaser piece. <laughs> And yeah. I know I, I'm going to have to do Minnesota as a teaser piece and then back out with Detroit money line just to save myself. Cause I know, this, <laughs> I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I know that I'm going to put Minnesota minus one in every teaser piece. It's the most obvious teaser piece on the board. And then the Lions yeah. just come in there and absolutely murder everyone. Cause everyone in the world is going to do this. It's not just me. I'm not the only idiot that's going to like gamble. This right. Oh, I'm going to bring the Vikings down to minus one. This is a lot. No. No, the Lions are going to end up somehow winning this game, and I'm going to be a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good angle, though. I like I like that. It's a great hedge. Yeah. All right. I, I, okay. I got to do it then. All right. Let's go to another teaser piece that I'm going to use that's going to end up fucking me. Uh, Indianapolis, minus eight and a half at Houston, over under 45 and a half. Bringing Indianapolis down from eight and a half to two and a half against the lovely Texans seems like an obvious spot also. Uh, that makes me not feel great about things. The ticket count right now, 89% of the bets, 94% of the money is on the Colts. Um, okay. Mm. I guess I'll take Houston plus eight and a half. 
Uh, I don't know about this over-under. You'd think – I mean, the Colts are playing such good football, even though last week they lost to Tampa Bay. That first half, they look like they could win the Super Bowl with that team. No joke. Like, full stop, that team can win the Super Bowl. It fell apart in the second half. They had some bad turnovers. Well, one of them was bad. The, the interception by Winfield was one of the best play, plays I've ever seen by a safety in my life. So great, that's not on place. Um, right. Obviously, you think the Colts are going to win this game. Over under 45 and a half. I, I guess I lean towards the over. I think that Tyrod can do a little bit more with the ball, even though they struggled against the Jets last week. Seems like this could be a down spot for the Colts. What about, uh, what do you think? Uh, I agree with you. I think this is an, a great teaser piece here. Move them down to two and a half. It's a divisional matchup. Um, you know, the Texans, they're not, it's going to really be a struggle for them to to move anything on this defense. But the the Colts were exhausted from last game, man. That, that took a lot out of them. So I do see a little bit of regression coming their way, uh, which is why I think two and a half is probably the right number if you're going to play the Colts here. Uh, would not take the spread because I think that the Texans might actually make this a little bit interesting just off the sheer nature of what the Colts have been going through. They've been playing out, outstanding. Um, this seems like a game where I could see Carson Wentz just being awful in the first half, somehow sticking it through, and then you know Jonathan Taylor ba- bails him out with like 150 yards in the second half or something like that. You just gave me a great idea for a gross bet. Houston Texans money line first half. Do it! Hey, Dang it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I I actually really like that them coming out tired and then coming back. I think that could be yeah. a really interesting angle in this game. So if I get, I don't know what the first half is. Maybe it's like four and a half, something like that. Uh, I like that. Give me Houston first half. I'll do the four and a half in a money hey. line. Absolutely. Why not? That sounds that sounds grocious. So yeah, we're we're on the right track. I like it. Gross, yeah, gross ish, gross ish. That's what. <laughs> is there anything? Is there anything we love more than that a little gross bet? Ten a.m. Sunday. That's what we live for. All right. Uh, next game on the board: Giants plus four at Miami. Over under forty and a half. Doesn't look like Daniel Jones is going to play in this one. Dolphins are bruising, looking really great. Tua, I mean, he still has some gross turnovers, but he's really slinging the rock. His accuracy is great. Waddle's turning into an absolute beast. Uh, ticket count on this game right now, 20% of the bets, 37% of the money is on the Giants. This move from three to four, four and a half, I see as high as five somewhere based on the Daniel Jones news. Uh, what's your lean in this one? Uh, I'll go with Miami here, man, because let's be like, I mean, I'll rock my birds hat, but they just totally shit the bed last week. Um, just an awful performance on both sides of the ball from the Eagles and Without Daniel Jones, I don't know how many points Mike Glennon is worth, but I got to lean on Miami's defense here. Uh, I think that they're going to make it hell for him. The Giants just still can't get right on offense, man. Sterling Shepard's probably going to miss another game. Even if he is back, Kadarius Toney's going to be missing the game. We saw Saquon Barkley struggle to find any kind of rushing room, um, running room against the Eagles. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Miami Dolphins here, man. I think they're just in a better position. They're healthier, and their defense has been playing inspired ball. At home, I I think this is a really good spot to back them. Yeah, so I agree with everything you said, and I already bet the Giants a plus four and a half. So I can agree (laughs) with you, and I I can fake myself here. Uh, Miami's playing really really good football. I do like the Giants that it's – that total of 40 and a half, traditionally there's a – Thing the action network actually cued me onto a little bit ago. Road teams under 42 and a half cover like a 65% clip. So four and a half, I think this Jeez. is gonna be a really low scoring, low scoring game. 
Uh, I like Miami's defense. I like the way the Giants' defense is playing. They they can do th- some things too. Uh, I can see this being yeah. a turnover to a turnover to a game. So I don't really trust Miami enough to lay four or four and a half at three. I wish I would have got at three, but um, yeah, four and a half maybe under forty and a half, and a really really gross like. 17-13 Miami victory or something like that. Yeah, right. that that sounds that sounds about right. I still I have no expectation for what the Giants are going to do. I mean, at best case, they can put up 17, but yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough to come by on the road. All right, next game, your Dirty Birds coming off of a bad loss. We don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play in this one yet. The line still. Eagles minus six and a half at the Jets over under 45 and a half ticket count on that one. 62% of the bets, 50% of the money on the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. Gardner Minshew, decent backup, I guess, to have. He gets sling it around a little bit. Jets coming off of a win, so probably a good spot to fade them in. Eagles coming off of a loss. If Hurst was playing, I actually think this would be a great spot for the birds. But if he's not, I don't know what this offense looks like. So I got some concerns there. I do too. I have no idea what it's going to look like. Some part of me feels like Garner Minshew, if he does get to start, this is what Sirianni's wanted the whole entire time. Um, just the way he's been playing games with Miles Sanders, I wouldn't be surprised if they're secretly him and Howie Roseman have been cooking up a plan to move on from Jalen Hurts, and this is the the next step in that equation. I hope that's not the case, but yeah, at this point, as an Eagles fan, I can't take myself to bet on them right now. As sad as that is, this is the Jets we're talking about. Somehow, Zach Wilson looked competent. I hated on him a lot last week. He's at least done enough to scare me off from betting the Eagles right now. But my, I this could change come Sunday. So we'll see. We'll see how gross I want to get. What do you think the chances are that Hurts actually plays on Sunday? Uh, right now, I'd say 60%. So I think there's okay, still so, some, there's definitely still some doubt there, but I, I haven't seen many reports about the severity of his injury, but I, I haven't heard that he's in a walking boot right now. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to so, look that up right now as we're speaking. My concern if Hertz plays is that he's immobile and that we're relying on his arm, which is not exactly where he won't be with Eagles offense. If, no. if he's not super limited with his ankle and he can still move around a little bit. I really like the Eagles in this spot. Just a perfect bounce back spot for them. Jets stink. The, the likelihood of the Jets winning two straight games is pretty low. Um, maybe as a teaser piece, I'll I'll bet on the Eagles and take that chance. That seems like the right spot to do here. Yeah, I uh, just looked it up. He says he's good to go. But uh, if this comes down to a coach's decision, uh, I think we're going to have some uh... – we're going to definitely have some controversy in Philly coming up because he, he's definitely vocalizing to the media that he's good to go. So, yeah, even if this comes down to Jalen Hurts having to throw the ball, you got to, ex- I mean, six and a half points. I'm just insulted at the fact that uh, <laughs> the Eagles are, are in this position. But, yeah, we'll see how it comes Sunday. I might, I might have a little bit more confidence in them. All right. Washington plus two and a half at the Raiders over under 49 and a half. Short week for Washington and have to travel across the country to face a Raiders team that has had a long break Thursday night, Thanksgiving. They beat the uh, Cowboys in overtime. Yet, well, let's see. The ticket count on this one right now, 80% of the bets and 93% of the money on the Raiders. I am going to go with Washington money line in this one. Give me two and a half. Give me money line. This seems like a perfect spot to fade the Raiders 
after that giant victory. I know short week for Washington having travel across the country. That is a really bad spot traditionally. Um, but I, I, I can't trust the Raiders. This seems like it's so obvious that everyone's going to be on the Raiders. It's under two and a half. There's all this money there, yet the line actually in some places is now at two. That's like bright signals to me that you have to take Washington in this game. So I'll do that. I'll lay two and a half money line. And I actually really love the under 24 and a half first half and the under 49 and a half for the game. I do not think this is an offensive explosion. I think that Washington wins this game like 23 to 20. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I love the way that uh, the Washington football team committed to the run. We saw Antonio Gibson have one of the best games that he's had all season. After the bye week, man, like he got a couple, um, I guess he got spelled a little bit before the bye week, but he looked great um, in, on Monday. So, yeah, I don't, outside of the travel here, um, both teams aren't really performing well in their respective scenarios. Um, the Raiders are what? Three, let me see. They're the Raiders are. I just had it up. The Raiders are two and four at home against the spread, whereas the um, the red the uh, football team are two and three on the road. And we haven't really seen much out of the Vegas Raiders since since their their Thursday night performance. So you know, I don't know. I don't. Is Dallas? It's a gross that, spot. It's a gross spot. It's a gross spot. I feel that. It's a gross spot. And with all the money going towards the the Raiders here, I kind of feel you, man. I feel like I got to go Washington just off the strength of it. When you get that much money pouring in on one side, and That's this a lot. thing doesn't move to – Yeah. And it doesn't move from – let's look at it, Two and a half. So, obviously, getting to three is a key number. You would think that the books would move there. The fact that it stayed it at two already and a half gotten there by now, right? two, yeah. uh, like that is the, the sharpest signal of all time that you're supposed to take Washington in this game. Whether or not it comes through, I don't know. But that is definitely the sharp side to play in this one. All right, we got uh, five more games on the board. Let's rattle through them. Gross one, Rams minus 13. Gets the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in L.A. over under 47.5. Take account in that one, 86% of the best, 86% of the money on the Los Angeles Rams. Rams look uh, three straight losses, not in a great place. Offense looked a little bit better outside of the staff for turnovers against Green Bay. That defense, I don't know. You're going up against Aaron Rodgers. That's a tough one. Uh, they should get in a bounce-back spot here with Jacksonville. But 13, it's a lot of points. Jacksonville's been able to keep some games close. I'm leaning towards that Jacksonville 13, but I would not be surprised if the Rams are a total get-right spot here and throw up a 40-burger against Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, the Jaguars are 2-2 two and two on the road against the spread. So, I don't know. I, I just... At this point, the Rams didn't look that great to me. And you're right. It's Matt Stafford. And he came out before the game saying he's dealing with a, a multitude of injuries, much like Baker Mayfield. But I don't know. It's, it's too late in the season to be making excuses at this point. He just didn't play good football. Uh, we did see him find Odell Beckham finally on a deep pass. Van Jefferson looks like he's uh, playing pretty well. And he's slotted into that Robert Woods-like role. So, uh, this offense needs to find itself. The defense also does too. And what better way to do that against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Do I want to lay minus uh, 13 points on the Rams? No, I don't. Uh, so it's a stay away from me, but the Rams are certainly going to win this game. They have to win this game um, if they're going to keep up with their with their standing. So, 
yeah, it, 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 I, the wheels might fall off if they if, if the Jacksonville Jaguars actually hang with them, but I don't see that happening. Just just given what they're going through on their injury side of the ball, they have like no one left to play with. Um, so yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty easy victory for the Rams. So my best bet in this game, I was just thinking about this. If the Rams get the opening kickoff, I'm going to bet Rams first quarter, whatever that line is, like two and a half or three and a half or whatever. Hammer. I think that they're going to, yeah. I think they're going to come out early, get some points on the board. McVay's going to call whatever his best place that he's got, try to get a lead and then take everybody out of the game late, uh, which is a little scary for the 13th. But I think that I'm going to bet on the Rams first quarter or first half. Uh, all right, let's go to Baltimore. Minus four and a half at the Steelers over under 43 and a half right now. This game is always a field goal game, regardless of how good and bad the teams are. So I'm really tempted to take the Steelers at four and a half here. I already put a little bet on it. I don't feel great about it. I feel like Lamar can bounce back here. Obviously, we know the issues with the Steelers. They're not in a great place right now. They got absolutely manhandled by the Bengals last week. Uh, but yeah, th- these games, this rivalry, man, it doesn't matter if the Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-16 and the Ravens are 16-0. and This is a field goal game. So I, I think that I'm going to end up on the Steelers plus four and a half here. Yeah. Oh, man, this is this is tough. Um, this is really tough. Part of me leans the uh, the Ravens mainly just because of the injuries. Uh, T.J. Watt is uh, in COVID protocols, which is definitely a concerning uh, state to be in heading into this week. Uh, Pat Faramuth, uh, he's got a concussion, so he's going to be questionable. Um, those are two very important players for the Steelers right now. And then Chase Claypool still dealing with his toe injury. But Kalias Campbell, on the other side of the ball, he's also questionable with a concussion. If uh, DJ Watt and Kalias Campbell aren't on this on aren't on the field, um, I think it's going to really change the dynamic of the game for both offenses here. But uh, for me, I got to lean into a Lamar Jackson bounce back. Man, he looked terrible. Um, hopefully, his bubble guts went away. Maybe he still had some aftermath of that or whatever was going on. But uh, yeah, we're a week away from Thanksgiving now. Hopefully, he's good. I'm going to ride with the Baltimore Ravens here. They're the more complete team, um, and the way the Steelers just pretty much shit the bed last week uh, i've been taking them in the last couple of games on the, as road road dogs but yeah in this state I, I don't think i like their position right now in division going up against the ravens i think the ravens are going to be hungry to to kick some ass so yeah give me the ravens here at four and a half i get it i'll take the gross side of the steelers you take the smart side with the ravens all good uh i will bet the over three 43 and a half in this game i think there's going to be some more scoring than uh than we think even though this is traditionally a low scoring Rough and tumble type of game. I think that both teams will be able to score a little bit in this one. Uh, all right. San Francisco, minus three and a half at the gross Seattle Seahawks, over under 45 and a half. Uh, I'm supposed, supposed to keep betting the Seahawks. I don't want to keep doing it. San Francisco looks really good. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss in this one. My lean would be towards San Francisco, given how they've been playing and how they've been running the ball on the ground. We just saw Washington absolutely dominate the Seahawks on the ground. Uh, Russ, I guess, looked a little bit better, but that's not really saying much. It's still not there. DK Metcalf, like one target, two targets the entire game. What the hell's going on there? Um, I don't know. Divisional matchup. I, I'm really torn. I'll lean towards San Francisco on the money line, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way, man. It's Everything is, man. is doomed. Good man. Day. That's smart. It's, it's, it's doomsday for the Seattle Seahawks, man. Like everyone's hating on Russ. He doesn't look the same. His fingers messed up. It's affecting everything. Um, he did have a couple good balls, but for the most part, yeah, he didn't look very comfortable. 
Washington football team isn't that great of a defense. So to go up against the Niners, uh, at least this time they'll be at home. The one thing that I think is going well for the Seattle in this situation is that Debo Samuel doesn't look like he's going to play. He's the only offense that San Francisco can rely on. So I'm really curious to see what that offense looks like with him not there, um, whether they lead on Elijah Mitchell, which is likely just given what Antonio Gibson just did to them. But he's also a little banged up. But then also you have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. But yeah, um, I got to feel like Seattle is going to do something at, at one point. So the fact that they're three and a half point dogs, um, I think it's also a possibility you could tease this up. But I'm going to I'm going to stick to the guns here. Take the hook three and a half. And um, yeah, I read I saw something on Twitter that apparently DK Metcalf has been awful ever since that OnlyFans leak happened. So I don't know if there's something that's in his head about <laughs> his uh, <laughs> his uh, personal life exposed to the to the world. But uh, yeah, ever since that man, dude's been awful. So yeah, I don't know. I think we we could be seeing the end of the uh, Seattle Seahawks era here if they lose this game. But uh, or at least Russ will probably shut it down because there's no there's no reason to put him out there anymore. But yeah, I, I think they got one more game in them. Three and a half Seahawks. All right, let me slip a fantasy question in here from my perspective. So one of my leagues, I have JT is my number one running back. Number two running back, I have the option this week: Alexander Madison, Elijah Mitchell, yeah. Saquon Barkley. Who would I play? I like Elijah Mitchell there, um, mainly because just I mean, yeah, as I said before, man, Antonio Gibson. The commitment to the run. Seattle is just awful at everything at this point on defense. They can't stop anybody. And uh, especially with Debo Samuel out, like Elijah Mitchell's been getting a lot of volume, even with Debo Samuel, like sharing the RB2 duties with him. Like the last two games, Debo's rushed, rushed for over 15 times um, and had a lot of success. So with Debo out of there, I think you can fire up Elijah Mitchell, man. I think he's going to go to work. I'm torn on Mitchell versus Madison, which is crazy that I'm like, Barkley, no chance. Get out of my lineup. I don't want any part of you, JT, obvious. But Madison, yeah, whenever Madison's, he gets in. Madison's always, he's always one of those dudes that I have on my squad. When I play him, when Dalvin Cook inevitably always gets hurt, he always flops. Or then he gets injured, and then I wind up having to pick up like Mike Boone or some shit. Or Amir Abdullah. And I'm like, why did I even get myself in this situation? Uh, so, yeah, that's why I like Mitchell more probably. The Madison thing, I, I get it in general but this year dalvin's missed two games up to this point both and games cooked, madison's both gone he's gone for 20 burgers so i'm yeah. i'm kind of torn i get the mitchell angle too so that might be a sunday morning uh tinkering situation that i am not going to feel good about it'll probably cost me my fantasy matchup <laughs> and the year uh great times all right two games left sunday night football denver broncos plus nine and a half at the kansas city chiefs chiefs coming off of a bye over under 47 and a half. This one got bet down heavy, opened up at 50, already down to 47 and a half for obvious reasons. Chiefs off the bye. We gave you the stat earlier about the bye. Teams coming off a bye. The unders are hitting heavy. Uh, if you've seen the last three matchups, Broncos versus Chiefs, they have been pretty low scoring. Uh, Fangio's defense has a good read on what the Chiefs want to do, but Andy Reid off of a bye is the absolute magician. Tough situation here. Right now, the ticket count. 32% of the bets and 64% of the money are on the Chiefs. 32% of the bets only on the Chiefs? Okay. Give me the Chiefs. Got to do it. You're seeing 32% of the money on the – oh, public. I'm yeah, on. The bets. Yeah. Yeah. 32% okay. of the bets. bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 64% of the money. And 64%. Of the, yeah, yeah. You got it right. But then okay, the, cool. the public yeah. is only 32% of the bets. This is on your app, buddy. I'm just following whatever you guys are saying. Yeah. Public smoking something. Uh, they're riding high off of Denver here or something. Because, like, I, yeah, no. I'm going to ride with Mahomes here. I think that they finally figured it out because they're actually playing some defense. 
Um, so yeah, divisional matchup. This is going to be huge for both teams, but I think this is where you see the Chiefs start to surge right before the playoffs hit. They want that division. Um, they want to get that sneak their way to the buy if they can. So yeah, give me the Chiefs here, minus nine and a half. It's a lot, but I'm gonna ride with them, ride with the sharps. I gotta lay it too. I like that. All right, Monday Night Football. This is somehow the best game of the week. ESPN, you got lucky on this one. Patriots yeah. plus three at Buffalo over under 43 and a half right now. That seems kind of low. Um, right now, 64% of the bets and 57% of the money is on the Patriots. This line actually in some places is down to two and a half. It broke through three and a half to three to two and a half, uh, despite the opposite ticket count. So Patriots are riding high. Look like one of the best teams in the AFC. The Bills, we know. I mean, they're they're awesome, awesome defensively. They're better defensively than they are offensively. Uh, looks like we're going to get a little bit of wind in this game, but it shouldn't be that cold in Buffalo at night. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I was lucky, man. I uh, listened to some homies at Action Network, jumped on the three and a half as soon as it, it dropped, and uh, I'm riding with the with the uh, New England Patriots here, and it's really because like it's going to come down to the defenses and. What we have seen is Mac Jones be more than just a game manager. Like I was calling him a game manager earlier in the season when he was seemingly still trying to learn the offense and he wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. But this dude is slinging it, man. 70% completion rate over the last several of games. Um, and he's not turned over the ball. When you look over the other side of the of the field, Josh Allen, this dude's been turned over the ball way more than he should be for the for ha- as as high as he's ranked in MVP rankings and Buffalo status as a Super Bowl contender. They haven't really been playing that way. And on the Bills side of the things, like even their running game is still like super sketchy. Like Zach Moss is now surprisingly inactive, but now Matt Breida has just resurrected his career as being like the red zone guy now. And like I don't know if I can believe in that. And I know Bill Belichick ain't believing in it. So, yeah, I'm going to ride with the New England Patriots here, man. They're the best team in the AFC right now. I don't want to get in the way in this, of this of this train. Um, you said it last week. I'm saying it this week. I'm riding with them. And the fact that they're dogs here um, makes it even better. Yeah, I, I'm very torn on this one. Uh, I understand all of your points, and I agree with a lot of them. If we watch the game back from last week, they dominated Tennessee in terms of the scoreboard. But defensively, they actually got run on a lot. They, yeah, they were not yeah, they good. Did. They, they, they were not over 200 yards. Yeah, they did. So I I was listening to another podcast, and they said that the Tennessee Titans had 10 offensive drives last week, two, two punts, seven went across the 50, eight gained past the first down. The two that started that they punted on started the 11-yard line. Everything else they went down the field on. They ran the ball really well. They had receivers. Westbrook Akina had a good game, high-pointing the ball. The issue is that the Bills do not have a big offensive weapon outside of Gabriel Davis that can take advantage of the Patriots' small cornerbacks. That is a big issue for Buffalo in this game. And the fact that they can't dominate the ground game. So They have no game. You're you're literally relying on Devin Singletary and Matt Breida. Yeah, and Josh Allen. Right, exactly. I... I really want to bet Buffalo at two and a half. I might. I think that they're going to win this game. I just can't. I can't fully buy in on everything the Patriots are doing. I think it's a good spot for Buffalo. They had. They've had ten days to it prepare versus New England. It absolutely should be. Absolutely. Exactly. Should. 
So I'm betting on more the spot being more valuable than the current state of both of these teams. I'll bet Buffalo at two and a half. I don't feel good about it at all. But what are you going to do? Go through Monday Night Football with no action? That sounds like a miserable life. I'm not doing that. Give me Buffalo. I got to do it. Fading the Sharps on Monday night. I like it. Nothing better. Nothing better. That's about as gross as it gets. Give away all of my gambling winnings from the week before, hopefully. It'll be good times. Uh, All right, Danny. So we will be back on Friday with our top five best bets. All of our player props and totals, all that good stuff. So Friday AM, check that out. We'll be on YouTube and then post it on Spotify later on. Uh, Remember those three seven stakes contests on the Champions Run app. Those are live now. Stay tuned to Instagram and Twitter for all of our giveaway information. We have so much going on this week. Like right now, we have a a giveaway for Christian McCaffrey, RIP, I guess. Uh, We're giving away a bunch (laughs) of other stuff. Uh, Also, remember to DM us on Instagram or Twitter. The Bears for uh, all of your Bears giveaway needs. Uh, If you're a big Chicago fan, this is going to be an epic box, epic surprise box. We're not going to tell you what's in it. You're going to be super, super stoked. So uh, stay tuned for that. Look out for that. And uh, we'll talk to you Friday. Good luck with your bets.